0: Welcome to the Carolyn Shuttlesworth Podcast, where we'll dive deep into the Word of God, build strong faith, and finish the devil. Here's your host, author, speaker, and nonstop mom, Carolyn Shuttlesworth. I'm going to get into it as you see the title called The Women of Easter. Just, you know, a little bit of faith encouragement uh, in regards to the women who were there, uh, following Jesus during his ministry and the ones that were there at the cross and at the tomb. As I was reading, uh, you know, through it this morning in the Gospels, uh, just a few things came to mind because I really wanted to kind of talk about love and so I'm able to tie that, that in today because obviously the greatest act of love <laughs> happened today, happened this weekend and why we're celebrating such a wonderful time, such a time to think about and reflect, though we should operate this way every day. But, you know, to the point of, of what he did for us. My kids and I have already watched some of the, some of the shows and movies we have on uh, the crucifixion and the resurrection of Jesus. So just getting them in the mindset of this weekend and, and what we're doing. Hey, Faith. Hey, Clementine, and Diane, and Alicia, and Rachel, and Ro, so good to see you all. Um, I love you all so much. So today for giveaway, um, I just got home from three weeks of a meeting, and one of my favorite things to make the house feel bright, to make the house feel fresh, and just life. Like it, it just represents life, I love it. It's n- new, fresh flowers in the house. So what I do is I always go to the store and I always just, if you follow me on Instagram, I'm always making uh, bouquets and flowers, fresh flowers when you walk in my door, on my table, by my kitchen, uh, sometimes in my bathroom, in my room, maybe a little excessive, but hey, when they're like, hey, three for 12 and this and that, I just get roped in and I'm like, where can I put all these things? <laughs> So there's a couple of places I like to order flowers from, and one of them is from Urban Stens. So I'm going to be sending you a nice, fresh bouquet of flowers for spring, so it can brighten up your house, put it on the table, put it in your bedroom, wherever you want to look at them. Uh, but we, we should all enjoy fresh flowers in our house, and I want to send you a little spring treat Uh, Especially listen, I just came from three weeks up north and they need all the spring that they can get. Uh, It was slightly depressing, so thank the Lord I was in church just about every night so I could (laughs) keep the victory. But when you are in April and wearing puffy coats with snow on the ground, it's not so fun. Vacation in December and January in the snow, fun. Leading into April, not so much. So Hopefully somebody up north (laughs) wins the flowers to brighten up your time. But hey, Susan, good to see you and Heather and Jade. So I'm going to be sending you a big, fresh bouquet of flowers. And um, you know, with that word bouquet, I always have to like stop and think about it. Because in my mind, I want to be like (laughs) (laughs) bouquet. I'm always like, I have to stop and think. this word bouquet because it totally just you know throws you off. I don't know about anybody else but at least for me or at least today in my mind my busy mind (laughs) these are things I have to do but you're going to get a bouquet a bouquet of flowers from me to you so make sure this link here carolynshuttlesworth.com forward slash Friday enter your name your email address Tiffany will scramble it up at the end and she will let me know Who wins. Hey Holly, and I will get that over to you. But (coughs) today, I want to get into it. I know you ladies are busy prepping, especially if you have kids. I don't know what you guys are all doing this weekend. Uh, Let me know. I love to hear about it. Today we have Good Friday service for my family at 6. I've got um, food we're going to have after church. We're going to make Easter cookies today and Easter cupcakes. Tomorrow we're gonna dye eggs and um, do do all that Easter fun, and then Sunday we have church in the morning and then come home. This year we're gonna do a brunch. We're gonna change it up, and we're not gonna make, just do lunch and dinner, though. Probably for dinner we will do. <laughs> I haven't even told Tiffany this. Not not what we're doing for dinner, but last night I don't know if my kids thought it was like a diss, but I, I was like upstairs finally putting their clothes away from uh, the trip. And (laughs) Brooklyn and Teddy, they're friends one minute and the next, but I don't know if they know what a charcuterie board is because they just, like, kept calling each other that. They're like, you're such a charcuterie board. And I was like, what? So I'm, like, upstairs. And, like, this big word is for a five-year-old. He's, like, calling his sister a charcuterie board. And I'm just like... You realize like that's a good thing people like charcuterie boards but we'll probably do that sunday night because we get full from snacking and eating but we're going to do a big brunch after service and then i always do a big easter egg hunt for my kids sometimes the neighbors if they're home uh, they join us so i end up doing about five kids but i always do an easter egg hunt outside for my kids, so I'll have to stuff some eggs on Saturday, and then we go and do a big Easter egg hunt um, outside around the house and and stuff. So I'm excited. It's going to be a busy weekend, but a good one uh, celebrating our King of Kings. So I like to know, Susan says I can never say that word. Well, last night, you know, they were calling each other charcuterie boards, and so... um, whatever they thought that meant but he was just calling his sister a, a cheese and meat board really so I don't know if he thought that was the ultimate diss and why he was saying it and like where he was getting that word because I have not talked about a charcuterie board this week so why Teddy was just randomly yelling his sister that she was one I'm not really sure but if you know T3 to know him is to love him that's all I have all I can say. This definitely says, Tiffany, you're a fancy cheese. <laughs> Which Brooklyn is? I'm telling you, Brooklyn. So last night, I, I know I got to get into this because I, I can't be long. I got to go to the grocery store. But um, uh, last night, Brooklyn's like, um, so in La La Land, and I was like, oh, Brooklyn, what's La La Land? And she's like, that's my, that's my world, like where I think of things. And I was like, Brooklyn, that is so you. You do live in La La Land. She does live in La La Land. If we could um, graduate with all A's and, and with just her coming up with silly stuff and laughing and giggling, she would pass school with flying colors. But I have to tie an imaginary rope around her ankle every day and hang on to it tightly because she will float off and I have to be like, Brooklyn, we're here. We're here. Where are you? We're here. (laughs) These are the funny things my kids are saying all in one day. But I want to know what you guys are doing for Easter. So just make sure you tell me. But anyway, let's get into it. I wanted to talk about the women of Easter. I wanted to really talk about love uh, since this weekend, the greatest act of love was done by Jesus, you know, laying down his life. Nobody murdered him. You can't murder the master. But Jesus willingly going through that, like just because he was the son of God, just because he had all power and could have done something about it. Could have called on the angels. Could have called on his heavenly father. He bled just like we would bleed. He felt pain just like we would have felt pain. And um, the greatest, the greatest act of love, you know, by him laying down his life uh, uh, for uh, for us shows, you know, the ultimate the ultimate. So I wanted to talk about love today, but I wanted to get into the women of Easter. Oh, Carissa, I'm glad you're going since that is your church. (laughs) I'm going to Abundant Life tomorrow. (laughs) She's like, I'm going to smack Carolyn. Church with my daughter and family, the Easter dinner and Easter egg hunt God is good. That's right, Ro. He is. All right. Back then, women in this society were not considered... To have a voice, like, you know, we've gotten to the point, you know, to be honest with you, some women have too much of a voice. I know. Strike me down now, everybody, but lots of women could stand to zip their lippes. Um, but women of their society back then were not considered to have a voice in their community about affairs. Back then, you couldn't just go to rabbis, you couldn't just, I mean, it was them. It, they're out in in you know the market, and they're out in this and that. You know there was certain certain ways. If you go back and and Google and read about um, uh, Jewish customs and and how the the wife role is, how the woman role is, the man, the priest. You know it was all extremely different than it is now, and so. You know, sometimes we think, oh, well, we have it rough. Or, oh, there's so much persecution against what we can do. And, you know, it was nothing, nothing compared to in Bible times. And so women back then, uh, they they were not considered to have a voice back then. They were not, like, considered messengers. There was no, you know, women disciples. There was no messengers, even though God still used women. So I'm going to show you that. You know, it just wasn't, it wasn't a thing like that. They weren't counted as reliable witness. You couldn't use them to testify before the, um, the law. I guess they still called it court back then, but they weren't, you, you, that was not a whim, woman's place. That was not a woman's place back then. Uh, but there was particular women that we're going to see when we read about the crucifixion of Jesus that were there at his feet. Talking about, there's what, who, Mary Magdalene. There was Mary, the mother, um, his mother. There was Mary's sister that was there at the bottom of the cross when uh, he was dying. So we're going to talk about ultimate love. We're going to talk about um, these women who believed that they had found their Savior, the Messiah. You know, they followed him wholeheartedly. And Mary Magdalene, you know, she, she had a past. But you know what? God still loved her so much when she cleaned it up, followed him, became a messenger, became someone who spoke of his goodness, loved him so much, would do anything, anything for the Savior. So it's what love does. Just like the, the, you know, he's the ultimate gift of love, then we can, you know, do the same thing. That, in fact, 1 John 4, 7 talks about how God is love. Like, that's it. Love, when you think of God, you think of Jesus, Holy Spirit, I mean, you think of it, God is love. And that's exactly how we're supposed to operate. Love will cause you to do great and mighty things. You know, parents, what will love cause you to do for your children? Love cause you to do for your husband? You know, even our own family members outside of our immediate family. Some of us have friends that are that close to us. What love will make you do and push through and be bold about and, and go after? We all know and experience what love will make us do for someone else. And so by the events of... Uh, I won't say the first Easter, but, you know, Good Friday, Silent Saturday, and Resurrection Sunday. By the events of this, it gave them every reason to be overwhelmed with what? Fear and doubt. What's going on? He's being crucified. He's being uh, accused of this. He being Jesus. You know, you got Peter who denied Jesus. These women never did. They just stuck by his side, followed him to the cross, spoke of his goodness, made sure they went to the tomb, make sure, you know, they wanted to make sure his body was there. They prepared him with the finest fragrances. Hey, Nancy. And so, but their love, their love for Jesus, they were walking through the crowd. I'm sure there was very few that were not yelling, crucify Jesus. These women were some of them. They were against. Society was against their voice, but their love for Jesus made them full of courageous faith and believe in what he said. Believe that he said, I will return. I'm coming back. And so um, the first one uh, I'm going to talk about is called they exhibited love by an example, John thirteen thirty four. A new commandment I give you: love one another as I have loved you. So you must love one another. So he gave this before he died on the cross. We're talking about you know, the first John's after, but God is love. This is John thirteen thirty four. A new commandment I give you: love one another. Just love. We don't love them for things they do. They don't do. We don't love them. We love them because God said, love the person. Love the person. And so, uh, in let's see. Through the life of Jesus' ministry, the, the women around him and following him, they were shown by example of God's love. God's love pushed them to step out. In society when it said it wasn't popular. God put, uh, God's love pushed them, okay? Listen, we need to be strong women of faith. We need, you know, everybody wants a voice nowadays. Everybody wants a platform. Everybody wants this. But are we truly operating in the love of God? Are we leaders showing, showing correct leadership of the love of God? I wanna follow someone who's strong. What is it about you that makes me wanna follow you? You know, I think that all the time when I come across other women preachers and and even even, uh, male preachers, I'm always like, what is it you have that I want? You know, and I watch everything. I watch how people conduct, what choices they make, you know, different situations. It all factors in. And so, the, these women risk both their reputation and life to show their love at the foot of the cross. When other people abandon Jesus, I'm sure there are people that yelled, Crucify him, when at first they were following him. But there's always people, always people, including Christians, that just, chameleon Christians, I call them, they just blend in. They go with the flow. Because who would have known? People who didn't yell crucify him, you know, here's Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They were, if you don't bow down, you get thrown into the fire. You know, these people could have been thinking, oh, if I don't yell crucify him, if I'm not for this mob that's yelling crucify Jesus, maybe they're going to do something to me. Maybe they'll put me in jail. Maybe someone's going to come, you know, attack my family and, 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 you know, all these different thoughts. But they never abandon. Love never abandons. Love never abandons. So their love for Jesus, by him being the great example when these women, you know, walked with him, was never, ever feeling abandoned. And so um, the women of Easter stayed with Jesus while others turned, I mean, even Peter. He got redeemed from it, but I'm just saying, like, even in that moment of heat, he was denied three times. He denied the Savior three times. Okay, number two, they loved God with their all. Matthew 22, 37, love the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all of your soul, and with all of your mind. Christianity is not halfies. <laughs> I half want to obey the Bible. I half want to live by faith. I half, you know, want to live obedience and when it gets tough I'll kind of do what I want or (coughs) Christianity is all. It shows you right there in Matthew 22, 37. Love the Lord your God with all hey Liz, with all your heart, all your soul and with all your mind. With all your mind. So what was this attachment that these women had with Jesus that they felt? Well, Jesus showed his love, his forgiveness with, with you know, some of these women. Look, the woman at the well, okay? He, he didn't say, I can't be seen with you. I can't help you. You've made too many decisions. you got too much of a past. There's no hope for you. You know, just stay with, you know. You just keep getting married and married and married, and you keep making the wrong, you know, mistakes. No, he said, listen, let me teach you. You don't have to live this way. Follow me, okay? And that's what we all need to do. Follow him and he'll lead the way for us. And so he shared the gospel with the women at the well. What about the one? The, the lady who was um, bleeding for 12 years, he restored health, who was bleeding. He didn't say, listen, this is not your time. I'm walking through a crowd. You shouldn't have touched me. That was not your um, place. So you should have stood in line like everybody else. Why did you press through? Why did you push people out of the way? You know, no, no. Her faith caught his attention. He literally... Said and literally felt virtue leave his body. Okay, so uh, health to the woman who was bleeding, bringing the dead girl back to life. We know that story, and and you get healing is the children's bread, and that's where he's. You know, she said, "What about you know even the dogs get the crumbs?" It wasn't even her time. Look at that. Jesus elevated and dignified women, honoring them as joint heirs of his kingdom. Back then, Jews, I mean, Jews, Hebrews, you know, uh, the Hebrews were not as first as the Jews. Jesus was a Jew, and that's just what the lineage was. But she said, listen, Lord, even the dogs get the crumbs. And he said, I have not seen faith like this. And he went and healed her daughter. And so the faith of that woman moved the timeline. He said, you might not be a Jew, but your faith has uh, caught my attention. See, when we are, his love for us, he's given us the word of God. His love for us, he's given us his son so we can go into heaven. But it doesn't stop there. That's wonderful that he died on the cross so we can get into heaven. But it doesn't end there. He wants us to live like heaven on earth. Not just when we get to heaven, then we get to enjoy the great greatness of, of what he has for us. No, his love for us is now, not just then, not just when he died on the cross. His love for us and what he wants for us is every single day. And so um, he, he, he brought these women healing to their minds, to their bodies, to their relationships because he loved them. He loved them. And so for Jesus, you know, it wasn't just a radical thing for women to be speaking out, for women to be following, for women to be standing against society. It was also a radical move, um, uh, you know, for Jesus. We know that Jesus lived a radical life. (laughs) It's evident. He went against all all the things. He went against the, 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 the certain times where you weren't supposed to heal people. And he went against who he was supposed to talk to. And, you know, he went against with, with the lepers. You're not supposed to mingle with the lepers. You're not supposed to touch the lepers. He, he went against all those things. But as women of faith, we need to be radical in what we believe. Our love needs to make us radical. We're not here to just sit here and do nothing. We're not here to just sit here and post memes. We're not here to sit here behind our computer and post a good graphic. No, we need to show an example of great faith by our life, by how we operate, by how we love, by the fruit of it. We are to be women of radical lifestyle, radical lifestyle. Hey, Brooke. And so, um, uh, over in John, in John 20, the scriptures show three women who stayed at remains, who stayed at the feet of Jesus during um, whose crucif- crucifixion. Their love for for him, it says right here on 20 verse, or is I going, verse 25? Um, Uh, 19, 1925. Standing near the cross were Jesus's mother, uh, his mother's sister Mary, and Mary Magdalene. Okay? So their love for him kept honor. Their love for him even at his death. He was there and then what did they want to do? They wanted to go to the tomb. They wanted to clean him up. They wanted to dress him up. And then they wanted, they, they kept visiting the tomb. So his their love was a driving force a driving force of honor. A love was a driving force of faith. Love was a driving force of being bold. Um, and number three, they were unafraid to look foolish, unafraid. So walking in love with our leads us to the courageous faith, but it gets us where we're unafraid to look foolish, Unafraid to look foolish. Who? cares what people think of us to be on I mean like really if you have to like peruse the internet to see the insane stuff that people are doing that people are wearing that people will I mean what their people are spending their money on you should feel never you shouldn't feel ever bad to serve Jesus and to live a radical lifestyle and to be pushed by love and to be different and have the fruit that Jesus calls us to have in the Word of God. You should never. I mean, I'm telling you, this stuff out there in the world is insane. There's these stupid videos on YouTube where people like make sounds just so it's soothing and they're eating hairbrushes and they're uh, crunching on bubble wrap and I don't even know, licking pens, like just. Weird sounds that people are like, "Ooh, this is great! It's so relaxing." It's like, no, they're insane. You're you're gonna be insane if you keep watching that stuff. <laughs> I forget what it's called. Remember, Tiff? It's like starts with an A, AAMRC or A. I don't even know. See, I'm just telling you. I know it's out there. If you don't believe me, go to YouTube. But these people are nuts. So there's nothing we should be embarrassed of serving our savior, staying at the feet of our master, doing what he's asked us to do, ASMR. Thank you, Liz. They're crazy. I don't need you to eat a hairbrush for me to feel calm. That's not gonna cause peace in my life, okay? It It is so weird, Paula. If you have not seen it, Google ASMR and the weirdest stuff comes up. I'm telling you, like crunching on keyboard from computers. It's crazy. So there's nothing we should be embarrassed of. Nothing we should be embarrassed of. So they were unafraid to look foolish. Love causes you to be bold. It causes you to remain in faith. (laughs) I just looked at my pens and I was thinking, I'm sure someone out there has been licking pens, Ashley. (laughs) And, um, It gives you assurance and confidence. Love gives us assurance and confidence. I will tell you that a lot of people's bad decisions, you know, this is like one thing that Ted and I are like die hard about with our kids. They will never go searching for love somewhere else. They're gonna be so loved by us, by their parents, that they're not going to feel like there's no confidence, that they have to hear it from another boy, that Teddy has to hear it from another girl. Our kids are gonna be so flooded with love because love builds your confidence. It assures you, it's an assurance. It lets you know everything's gonna be okay. You're always gonna be taken care of. You're gonna be in good standing. And that's what the love of Jesus from this weekend, the ultimate love gift is that we can be bold and what he says is ours. We can live in confidence. That he's going to take care of us. We're not going to be without. We're going to live healthy, prosperous lives. We're going to walk in boldness of what God's called us to do and knowing what our purpose is. That is what love does. It's an assurance to our life. It's an assurance and confidence to our life. And so these women of Easter, they were unafraid to look foolish. But look, if you look in Luke 24, 11, um, uh, I'm going to go there real quick because I want to read right before uh, right before that verse. Luke 24, 11. Uh, um, uh, they remembered what he had said, so they rushed back from the tomb to tell his 11, um, 11 disciples and everyone else what had happened. It was Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Mary the mother of James, And several other women who told the apostles what had happened. But the story sounded like nonsense to the men, so they didn't believe it. They didn't believe it. Look at Mary, the mother of Jesus, had become pregnant outside of the union of marriage by the Holy Spirit. But these women were unafraid to look foolish. Sure, I guarantee people were still talking about Mary how did she get pregnant because not everyone believed in jesus not everyone believed in in any of it they didn't and so i'm sure people were still talking bad about the mother of mary Um, mary magdalene she had been delivered from seven evil spirits and people don't like to forget the past right they don't like to for that that's that's the enemy he likes to hold you to it he likes to say remember when Well, I'm a big advocate of telling him remember when. (laughs) Remember when, what? You healed my body when I was a kid? Remember when the doctors told me that I had children's rheumatoid arthritis and I could never do this? Remember when I got healed and I never had to go back? I've never had pain since? Remember when you healed my girls in the hospital? Remember when, oh, Jesus died on the cross, took the keys? It wasn't even a fight. He came down and demolished you, busted down the door, lightness. You all had to bow. Remember when God kicked you out of heaven and, and put you in hell? and you have no creation ability, and so remember when whatever you left with is all you have now and you have no resources. Luke ten nineteen, he's given us all the power, devil. So see, you gotta tell the devil, remember when. When he starts to remind you of, of his past, feel free to remind him of his past and his future. Feel free, feel free, because it will make you a whole lot better feeling and a whole lot crappier feeling for him. And anytime you can make the devil feel crappy, I'm all for it. So, Joanna, who... Sorry, I just got out of my notes. All right, uh, we, know, we only hear Joanna mentioned there. And so people will probably think, you know, who, who, who is this woman? So I went back, and in um, Luke 8, 1 through 3, it just goes to show you... She's another one that was, you know, freed from bondage of uh, demons. Because it said in, in uh, these are women who follow Jesus. But look, they didn't have a good past. They didn't have a good past. But once they got cleaned up and their love for Jesus, what? Gave them assurance. Gave them confidence. I don't have to go back to my past. There's a better future for me. If I follow Jesus, I don't have to go back to the old. I can have the new. And so it says, Soon afterward, Jesus began a tour of the nearby towns and villages, preaching and announcing the good news about the kingdom of God. He took 12 disciples with him, along with some of the women who had been cured of evil spirits and diseases. Along with them was Mary Magdalene. So you see she's very faithful to Jesus, very faithful. There was Mary Magdalene, from whom had cast out seven demons, Joanna, was the wife of, I don't know how to say it, Chusa, Herod's businessman, Susanna, and many others who were contributing from their own resources to support Jesus and his disciples. Contributing from their own resources to support Jesus and his disciples. So see, all of the giving, all of that started way back when. So Joanna was noted among those who had traveled with Luke, and he, she's also was delivered from demons. So, by welcoming these types of women into his inner circle that traveled with the disciples, he broke Jewish tradition. I said that. He, he broke it. He went against what society said, what tradition said, because our relationship with Jesus is exactly it. It's a relationship. It's not we get stuck in a tradition. How many times in church? That's where I always sit. My 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 family, you know, we bought the platform to the church. So this is exactly where our seats should be. And it's always your tradition. You know, I would go to another church, but my grandparents go here, my parents went here. And now I go here. It's like, no, we're not moved. We're not meant to have a, a traditional mindset. We have a relationship with our Savior a relationship with our King of Kings relationship is what's gonna matter not tradition tradition will cause death it will dry you up they will cause the fire to go out we don't go by tradition and so by welcoming these types of women into his inner circle he broke Jewish tradition and strict social division back then of his days um, and she was, Joanna was uh, Herod's business business manager. So by, by following Jesus, I guarantee her, her social, uh, where she stood, where she stood, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Social status, position, like her social status, her position, psh, lowered in the eyes of society, in the eyes of society. And I'm, a, I'm always telling you, anyone who watches me, follows me, knows my ministry, I don't give a rip what society is doing. I could care less what they say. I could care less what they say about marriage. I could care less what, I really could care less what they have to say about uh, raising children because they're doing a terrible job at what they think children should know, be able to do. So I don't, I don't take their cues. I don't care. I don't care about what society has to say about anything that I can just go to the Word of God, ask the Holy Spirit on, to give me divine direction on. I want to live in divine. I want to live in the supernatural. I want to pull that into the natural. If I'm calling for divine possession in 2022, well, i got to be a certain way. i got to shut out the lies of the enemy. i got to shut out what society and man think that I'm supposed to go in that direction. It's not my portion, it's not for me, and it's not for you. And so he welcomed that in. And um, each of these women women had to come into a relationship with Jesus in a manner that changed uh, culture no- norms and gave opportunity for great humiliation with these women. But just like I told you at the beginning, love, love, it puts you in a certainty, assurance, Boldness It puts you you in a place of of faith. It puts you in a place where you're like, Yes, I know the nature of my father. I know he loves me. I know he wants to take care of me because he's a good father who only wants the best for his children. That's what the knowing of love will do and vice versa. I love Jesus. I want to spend time with him. I love Jesus. I'm going to have a relationship with him just like I would an earthly relationship. When you love somebody, you want to talk to them. You want to be in their presence. You want to bless them. You want to do right by them. That's what love will cause you to do. Yes, Katarina, I will be praying for you. Um, and so if you go to, I'm going to end here. At the very end where they're going to the tomb, right? You got Mary Magdalene, she's going to the tomb. And um, she was one of the first to see, one of the first to see, I wanted to see where I had written that down. 20, okay, I'm gonna read right here. Mary was standing outside the tomb crying, and as she wept, she stooped and looked in. She saw two white-robed angels, one sitting at the head and the other of the foot of the place where the body of Jesus had been lying. And so, to be honest with you, I was, I was saying it to Ted before I left because as I'm walking out the door, he's like, So what are you going to speak on today? And I was like and quickly because I was leaving I was like oh the women of Easter and you know their love and dedication and went against the grain and and I was like you know when I was reading um the resurrection it was almost like the women were the first to spread the gospel because (laughs) because of this part um uh, Mary was the first to see him alive, and then he speaks to her and tells her to run and go. So it says, she turned to leave. Oh, because they have taken away my Lord, she replied, and I don't know where they put him. She turned to leave and saw someone standing there. It was Jesus, but she didn't recognize him. Dear woman, why are you crying, Jesus asked her. Who are you looking for? She thought he was the gardener. Sir, she said, if you've taken him away, tell me where you put him, and I'll go and get him. Mary, Jesus said. Okay, he was like, enough. Enough. Snap out of it. Mary. She turned to him and cried out, Rabbi, don't cling to me, Jesus said, for I haven't yet ascended to the Father, but go find my brothers and tell them, I am ascending to my Father and your Father to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene found the disciples and told them, I have seen the Lord. Then she gave them his message gave him his message. So Mary Magdalene was the first to see Jesus alive when he had risen from the tomb. And um, Jesus entrusted to her the message. He said, go and tell my disciples. Go and tell them what you've seen. Um, and, and it was so important because what is this? The future, the complete future of mankind held in her and saying, I've seen him. I believe it. Didn't even question it. I love it, right? Didn't even question it. Didn't say, you know, are, are you sure? I can't, I can't believe my eyes is what some people would say. You know, I can't believe my eyes. She just took the message of the Gospel and she said, listen, I'm running with it. I'm gonna do it. My love, my love for Jesus doesn't even make me question his instruction. Doesn't even make me question his instruction. So that's what we're gonna remember today with the love for this weekend. It's gonna cause us to have confidence. It's gonna cause us to be against the grain, to go against the grain of society. What doesn't look like we should be doing, what doesn't look like we can be doing, he's given us a purpose, he's given us a voice. We're gonna walk in faith. We're gonna walk in confidence. This is for you, ladies. This is for us. We're, we're the mouthpiece in these last days. You have it inside of you. There's greatness inside of you. It doesn't matter your past. It doesn't matter what you've gone through. I mean, these women had, had, had literal demons filled inside of them at one point, And God used them greatly. They followed Jesus. They loved him. And they were some of the first to be there for him see him, and spread the gospel. So that that is for you. Remember this weekend, the ultimate gift of love. And that's how we're supposed to walk in it each and every day, by truly understanding the love of our Father and how God is love in 1 John 4, 7. And that Jesus living on the inside of us, that's our prime example that we have to walk in love and that love is gonna cause us to do great things for God to be a great example to our kids to be the best wife we can be to be the best witness for someone out there that needs a life-changing moment by walking in that love from the women of Easter. Thank you Jesus for each and every person watching today we do love you so much we love your word we love your promises We are so confident in what you tell us, what you have for us, what you promised us. There's no other father, even if we have good earthly fathers, there's no other father that's better than you. Thank you for this weekend. Thank you for taking the beating that you did. Thank you for the pain that you felt. Thank you for the stripes on your back. Thank you for the crown on your head. Thank you for the nails in your hand thank you for the side that was pierced thank you Lord so we don't have to go through that so we don't have to go to hell so we don't have to live in sickness and disease we don't have to live in an invisible prison of fear and bondage and anxiety and stress we don't have to go through any of that because it was one lamb one perfect man that took all of that for us Thank you, Lord, that we don't have to uh, battle the same things as the unredeemed person. Thank you, Jesus, for, for doing all of that for us, for being the ultimate example of love so we can live like heaven on earth. We love you so much. I ask you to give each and every one of us a wonderful weekend with our family, our wonderful weekend of celebrating you. You're so good to us. And all we can do is praise your name and speak of your goodness. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Got me a little teary-eyed talking about those things that the Lord did for us. Every day, not even just this weekend, every day it should come across our mind what he did for us, what he took for us, what he did for us, that love. Well. It's gonna be a wonderful weekend. It's gonna be a great time with our family, with our children, with whoever you're hanging out with, friends, um, and so now I'm going to let you know who's gonna win the bouquet, <laughs> the bouquet of flowers, so you can get your spring rolling and it can feel like, hey, if you live up north and the weather is still cold, that hopefully you cheers your day up. Uh, the winner for the flowers, to make sure she's on, so make sure you respond, is Paula. oh she just did because paula said amen paula you are the winner of the big bouquet of flowers that i'm going to send to you congratulations i'm so happy for you um yes amber amber's got my in-laws this weekend at her church so she says we'll be enjoying your in-laws this weekend that's right it's going to be a powerful service and what better people to have than to have them uh, celebrating this weekend of Jesus' resurrection. Well congratulations, Paula. And she said, oh, yay. I love you guys so much. Have a wonderful Easter. And I will see you next week. It's Friday.